Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by our SewHere.com members. This podcast and our community is mostly funded by the support of listeners like you. If you love the podcast, check out SewHere.com slash membership to see how you can keep it in your ears for years to come and get fun stuff to boot. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And I'm excited to do this show. I <laughs> I like embroidery machines and I don't get to do enough embroidery. I did I did get to do a towel recently. Zelda has started going to little kid birthday parties. So yeah, there you go. That's what I get to do. Now I must say the phase of the towel. She the little girl was not as excited as the it. mom was. <laughs> but you know, that happens with all presents. Right. I mean, a lot of times people don't get excited about their present till they know what it's like later. Right. Let me tell you a towel story. So she, hopefully she likes it. I'm going to tell you a towel story. Tell me a towel story. So, um, I think I've already told this, but I'm going to tell it again. Because it's probably from a podcast a thousand years ago, and I don't... But I, I just think maybe I told it already. But I'm going to tell it again. Maybe I'll tell it differently and it won't sound like the exact same story. But I believe it was yeah, it was actually when Melissa and Kristen were graduating from high school. Uh-huh. Okay. So they were a year older than Lindsay. But it was the last choir concert, right? And right. I thought, ooh, this is, this is the perfect time. The last choir concert, you know, graduation's next week. I can take the towels into them, you know, because everybody's going away to college, right? right? So they're a great. They're a great college thing, and sometimes people do them in the college colors, you know, whatever, um, or just basically, you know, if you have your name on it, maybe somebody won't steal it, or sometimes you'll see it walking down the hall with your name on right. it, you know, on someone else, but whatever. Okay, but they, this was a big college gift for us. Also, a laundry bag was one, too, with their name on it. Uh-huh. Okay, so I said to Lindsay, oh, I'm going to take these. You know, and you can give them to Kristen and Melissa and, you know, just give them to them backstage, you know, and they can, they can leave them in the dressing room, right? Okay. And the best thing about towels, too, is they're so pretty that I never really wrapped them. I would, a lot of times I would figure out how to roll them up mm-hmm. and just put a real pretty big satin or grosgrain ribbon around them that, you know, went with the towels or whatever. So you didn't even have to wrap. You just, they were just pretty. Okay. So Lindsay's like, okay, you know, I'll take them their towels because, of course, every towel in our house was monogrammed or, right. 
you know, somehow personalized at that point in time. And so after the concert, these two girls come up to me and they're like jumping up and down and hugging me and kissing me. And they're saying, I'm not even ever going to use mine. I'm just going to keep it forever. It's the most beautiful thing. Okay. They're yeah. all excited. And on the way home in the car, Lindsay goes, I guess those towels are a pretty cool present. I guess, <laughs> you know, I'm just used to having them. So, you know, they, they, I mean, now those girls were older, obviously. Now, they embroidery were machines old. are more common now. Yes. They really are. And but I wonder, what you do with them isn't. Well, but I wonder if you, somebody else gave this little girl like a artist kit that had like her name burned into the yeah, blood. They, you know, and so yeah. I was like, well. So a lot of personalization, personalization is more common now. isn't right. as novel anymore, you know. I'm sorry, but everything I ever embroidered, everyone loved. Yes. Except my family. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I liked this towel. I would have well, it. Well, and one of the things that I have often done, and you know that, is the embroidery wound up on, like, the inside of the garment. Yes. So that when we pulled out the costume, we knew the first time it was made and how old it was, or the um, all the um, bridesmaids or the wedding gowns or whatever. So I'm re- I like to do messages on the inside. That's always fun for me. Okay, so if you're getting a new embroidery machine, we'll tell you what you need to get before you leave the store, so that you can go home and be happy with right. your embroidery. Well, and I think you know you also have to have in mind what you're. If you have a specific plan, if, uh-huh. you've, if you've bought it for a specific reason, and you have to address that. We've uh, we've done episodes now on sewing machine and serger right. and cover stitch machine. So this will kind of be in that vein a little bit. So if you are getting an embroidery and sewing machine combo, make sure to listen to the sewing machine episode as well. Right. And yeah, we'll of course tell you to keep in mind any special projects. Okay, so in the tradition of the other episodes, let's talk about needles and threads thread first okay this is i i always loved giving this spiel at the shop get a lot of thread before you go home right yes yes you know the worst thing about not the the customer not getting enough thread is they would come back and they would have tried to embroider something like with the wrong color with like construct or construction thread yeah and it would look horrible and it wouldn't form a stitch correctly and or they got their machine out of time or i mean it can do some damage people um you need embroidery thread so you need machine embroidery thread and your your dealer is going to have some line or lines and you need machine bobbin thread or pre-wound bobbins yeah um so we like the floriani thread very very much we were actually the first in the area to carry that thread when it they first first came came out out. yeah we're big fans and And you'll you'll you might have heard of it now. They're they're growing their brand a lot. The reason I really liked it, I at the time I preferred the um, rayon, rayon thread because it was so pretty, and rayon thread was made to look like silk embroidery thread. That was the whole idea. Real shiny. Is that it looked nice and shiny? Yeah. You know, and it had it had a good um, sort of, even though it was shiny, it had a smoothness to mm-hmm. it too. And a lot of the other polyester threads did not have that. Yeah, they and they like were like br- and they were like brittle. Yeah. They were um they rough. were Yeah, they were rough. Now, polyester versus rayon. Let's talk about this. Right. Okay. Um so anyway, that's why I started carrying the Floriani right away. Right. And and, and here and because 
the poly so so assimilated the look of the rayon or mm-hmm. or the silk, but the poly is so much more durable and color fast. Okay, so speaking of speaking of color fast, okay, right. and towels, mm-hmm. I embroidered a towel for my college boyfriend who is from out of the country, and then when we broke up and he went out of the country, I took the towel back cuz he was going to take mm-hmm. it with him and I used it as a dog rag. And so <laughs> it was a black so, black towel. He's been devoted to dog yeah. rag. <laughs> so black towel with a red monogram right. on it. And I it's bleached it. It's still there, it. yes. I bleached it, and the towel, of course, you know, black with bleach right. on it gets like that orange color. Red thread, That's perfect. perfect. So I was like, I never would have really bleached And especially this, saying you know? red, because yeah. red is one of your most unstable dyes. Yeah, so no bleeding, um, no, often, no bleaching. Many of, of you that do um, hand work and use like a DMC floss know that a lot of times um, the most... Uh, unstable right the most prudent thing to do is take your red thread and run it under cold water and let that free Free dye dye. you know go away and maybe pour some vinegar or uh put some uh what's the synthropol i started i was looking at the silamide thread and couldn't think <laughs> synthropol. Put some synthropol um, on it to get rid of that free dye because red is very unstable. Yeah, so we like we like a polyester for that reason. Now, if you have rayon, you just have to care for it more carefully. Right. Um, and some of the Floriani, like the variegated, it was actually some a of them are rayon, yeah, yeah. right? So just heads up, but right. So so know your threads. Don't you know, email us and tell right. us we're liars. Yeah, because we a lot of their little <laughs> variegated are those yes. little flat colors that they I don't know what they call them, but um, yeah. So and then. Um, metallics usually are metal and polyester together. Yeah, and okay, I just want to tell you what I would do if you came in and bought an embroidery machine from me. Whether you bought an embroidery machine that was like $600 or an embroidery machine that was like $6,000, an embroidery machine that was $20,000, whatever, right. no matter the embroidery machine, I would have taken you over to where we had our thread assortment kits. Right. And we I, often had kits made up. And there was like a 25 mm-hmm. and a 50. And I loved it when we had the 100 in stock because yeah. it wasn't always in stock because people would buy it, you know, and mm-hmm. wait to get it in or something. So a thread assortment, though. These were actually prepackaged by Floriani. Thread assortments. I would take you over to those and say, you should get one of these. Right. It has a variety of colors in it. Now, there was a trend in embroidery. I think when machine embroidery first came up, it was a lot of monograms, a lot of one and two color designs, of course, because the software wasn't there. Designs weren't. Uh, at least complex. home do- home, home designs, designs were not quite as sophisticated. And then as the software got better and right. the technology got better, they were like, we're going to thread blend right. our brains out. And we want you to have five shades of green right. and five so shades of blue. So a pink flower <laughs> might have four shades or six shades of pink in it. This design's right. going to take you seven hours right. to stitch out or something. You know, I think they were really showing off right. they at were. one point, don't you? But they, they were beautiful. It was, like, it was you know like painting with thread. It was gorgeous. It was shading. It yes. was beautiful. It still is. So we would tell people get three shades or right. tints of each color. Well, it right? actually, and not far off from like thread blending or yes. whatever in in the surging, we would say, you like pink, you better get it dark, a pinks. medium, and yeah. a light. Mm-hmm. You know, at least 
hopefully you could get through most of the designs that came in your machine or that you left the, the store with. Right. So the, the 25 threads there, mm-hmm. um, so what's 25 divided by 3, like 8 and Mm-hmm. A third. Uh-huh. Um, so, so that could get you like eight colors right. in various shades, and right. you could get, or you could get like a white and a black. Right. You know, oh, I like red or I like this, mm-hmm. but a thread assortment pack would often be discounted. Okay, right. for the bulk right. purchasing, and then you had this library of thread to because start with. You said thread blending, right. yes, and I'm always very much like I'm going to put whatever in my serger. But of course, when you get to the embroidery machine. It's on your project. You want it to match. Right. You're, you're, you know, you're this trying is to, to show. Something. This is all this is for show. Yes. You're trying right. to get something that is the perfect color, right. you know. So you do want those options. Don't leave there with one or even like five spools of thread. You'll be really sorry. You will be sorry. I you think you'll be get really into so- the machine. So what we're yeah. saying, like with everything else, there's the price of your machine. Mm-hmm. So... Don't don't think you're blowing your budget. Your budget should plan for this. There's yeah. the price of your machine, and then there's going to be price for accessories. Now, oftentimes, again, when you buy this machine, the dealer will often have some sort of, you know, um, add-on package. You know that if it's special that month, or if you buy it within a certain time, it has a certain discount or whatever. And you can always ask about that. And also, I hope if. If you, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. But if you've ever listened to us in the past, we're always bringing up machine embroidery thread right. as a an option for top stitching we'll use on it garments for and a lot. Yeah. and uh, so it won't just be sitting there useless. Yeah, don't think you're only going to use it on that one yellow flower right. or whatever, because you know you may be top stitching on jeans, you may right. be hemming it. It's good for hemming because the polyester is strong enough to hold so a strong. hem in. Yeah. And your hem isn't getting a lot of stress anyway. Right. But, you know, it's you've got all these nice colors now to match. And, you know, honestly, I don't worry so much about construction thread matching as what do I have in my embroidery library. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So. And. Uh-huh. It works on the serger, doesn't it, Mallory? Yes, it does. In fact, you can do multiple embroidery threads yes. through one looper or two through one needle. Now, I don't know if we should get into this, but, you know, you taught me that on some designs you can put two embroidery threads through the embroidery needle, you know. For yeah, the, uh, yes, yeah, you yeah. can. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we will leave that there. But Learn the basics first. Learn you, the rules and the basics you first. You might spend $100 or more on Easily. A, if that would get you a really nice thread yeah. library to start out. Now, we did a cool thing at the store. I don't even know if I should say this because nobody deal, else will want to do maybe it. Maybe a dealer will hate us or something. Right. But if you bought like the twenty-five spool thing or whatever, we'd let you trade them out if the thread was still wrapped. Right. So and if you I went would, home and said, "I know I need more blue," yeah. you could bring that brown in or whatever you could bring that brown in that was still packaged Mm -hmm. and trade it for a blue because we could sell the brown i would also allow people to make up their own 25 spool Uh kit or something like that so and and that would get them whatever discount so now i don't know if your dealer would do that but (laughs) another thing that would happen is people would look at this kit and go well i don't know if i i don't know if i'll use those colors i don't know if i like those colors which they were probably wrong. I don't know because we, yeah, they were because professionals wrong. made these kits up. Right. But they would say, and we, I, we'd say, well, you can pick your own, or you can trade mm-hmm. out if you want to trade out. You know, you want to buy the package, but only trade out. You know, four of them. That's fine too, or right. whatever. And they'd say, but I don't know what color to get. And my answer is. 
get the colors you like. Yep. You will use the colors you like. It's just like when somebody buys clothes or they're like, well, I don't want to buy this sweater. I don't think I have anything that goes with it. You probably do. Because if you like that sweater, you bought something else that goes with it. And I, I like to get some unexpected colors in my thread mm-hmm. library because... You know, you can, you may find it works for something. Right. But I, and I do think, I'll just circle back a little bit. I do think that the trend in embroidery has gone back a little bit toward the fewer colors and the More monograms. Some, well, it think? certainly it's, goes faster. Yeah, yeah. it goes faster. I just think that's what I'm seeing a lot uh-huh. of. Um, now, I guess I've been seeing a lot of freestanding lace too. So that's super. That's time a popular thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, get. You will want to seed your thread library. It may be one of your biggest expenses when you get an embroidery Now, another thing that that people sometimes want um, is a thread chart. Oh, yeah. Great point. And I'm not talking about like a color chart. I'm talking about this chart has the actual threads, you know, wrapped. Samples. Samples, you know, within the chart. And we did use to sell that. And I don't even remember how much it was. Was I think it was 30-ish. Oh, was it that much? Yeah. I always thought it was fourteen or fifteen, but I think by the end. Oh, by the they got more yes. expensive. Yes. So you know, if you're real serious about it, you may want to do that. That's a really awesome tool. It it's really nice. See, so you can really see what you have, what you don't have. Right, and then a lot of people like to keep track of the threads they had. Yes. So you may yeah, and and you can find those thread trackers online. Sometimes the uh, Floriani had an app. Floriani has like something own, you can print out yeah. and you just check no, no, off no. or what they oh. Had an app oh an app now. Phone. Right. An yeah. app now right. Well cool? I'm thinking of the days where you had to print something so out and it wasn't an app. It's right. It's not it's a yeah. So now it's a portable app on That's your phone. Right. That's right. 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 So you you'll you know that's not something usually you have to purchase. Usually that, the company will, that you know app was what made a lot of our customers know what an app was. Right. Okay. <laughs> they were like, "What is this?" Yeah, thing? we used to have to teach computer skills. That's right. So so a lot of our customers had never downloaded no, an app and at this right. point and they were interested though in keeping track so of their threads. So we mentioned Bob and Thread also. Uh-huh. And what you you do need specific Bob and Thread. The Bob and Thread is a lighter weight even then the embroidery thread, okay? Um, it does not have to match your top thread. Otherwise, you'd be changing, changing, changing. So actually, one of my favorite colors was like the beige color. Yeah, so embroidery thread is often like 40 mm-hmm. or 50 weight. Um, and then the bobbin thread will be like 60, 60 weight. Usually 60. And so it's lighter weight, you don't normally have to match because the back of the embroidery is generally not seen. It should not be seen. Well, our, I, I'm sorry. Yes, the, bo- the bottom, you're right. The back of the embroidery is not seen. Well, there are two ways to say this. I know no, what no, you're no. saying. I know what you're... They're, yeah, two, yeah. But they're two different things. Yes, yes right. two different things. So yes. the back <laughs> of the embroidery is not usually public. Right. Correct. Also, the bobbin thread does not come up to the top of the project. Yes. It doesn't come to the right side. So I did that terry cloth towel. Right. And, of course, the back of a towel is sort of seen. Right. You know, um, but it was a blue towel, and I was doing, uh, like, orange and blue and stuff on it. I kept the same sort of 
cream colored yeah, the beige bobbin thread color, yeah. in the bobbin the whole time. Because in embroidery, your top thread actually wraps to the bottom quite a bit, too. That's right. So you're going to see some thread on the other side, no right. matter what. Even if you matched your, right. you know, whatever. Uh, so matching, it's not necessary. The bobbin thread is less expensive yes. than the embroidery thread. So you'd be wasting money putting embroidery thread in your bobbin all the time that's correct okay uh there may be certain times when you want to do it like if you're making freestanding lace lace. then you maybe want both sides to be public that's right that's right so i say i like the the you know whatever is topi beigey creamy color because white is very stark Uh and black is very dark but i do like black if my pro- so if I had yeah, a black wanna, towel, I would put black. Bla- I would put black on my bobbin. That's what I would do because okay. the other two colors would be too stark on that for me. Talk to us about pre-wound bobbins. Okay, so in the beginning of t- embroidery time, <laughs> we all wound our own bobbins for our home machines. Okay, you and know I came, remember the and it came on a big cone, and uh-huh. you'd sit and Lindsay was really good at it. It was uh-huh. the one thing she was interested in was. Writing me messages in my, uh, you know, in your uh, little screen, in my computer yeah. screen, right on my, um, on my sewing machine and winding bobbins. So she would sit and wind bobbins. Uh-huh. It was great, you know, and um, that was good. I'd have a supply of bobbins, but then we started using the we the commercial machines, and we were doing commercial embroidery yeah. at the time. We had big, huge commercial machines mm-hmm. um, at, at that time when we were the first um, home machines came out we did use pre-wound bobbins yeah okay um but of course they didn't fit actually the machines in the we, home at, machines, at home machines at that time. Like? well they were okay but they had a little bit too much maybe binding elements well because they were cardboard sided right some of them were not okay. all of them oh okay okay some of them are cardboard some of them were not sided at all okay so they really had they a really lot glued of gunk together yeah, yeah they really yeah. had a lot of gunk on them and the commercial machines could take these quite well. Yeah, the commercial machines, it was fine. Right. In fact, still, still using they cardboard. They still use them, ones the cardboard today. ones, and I think the non-sided yeah. ones. Okay. Yeah. When we would use the some, and some of them were the right size, so we would try and use them in our home machine, and mm-hmm. they would work. Mm-hmm. Except they would start to gunk up the bobbin area. Yeah. So there was just too much binding, which is. Well, glue. Glue. Okay. So we didn't recommend pre-wound bobbins. For so a long pre-wound time. bobbins were very tight, and they had this glue holding them as like an entity, right. so they wouldn't come undone. Right. Okay. So it wasn't just wound; it was glued. It, it was another, like glued together, right? Like you could just pick it, it up, yeah. right? Yeah. So we would say, people would say, "Well, I want to use it. I don't want to wind bobbins," and we'd say, "You can use them, but you better clean out that bobbin area. You better take care of it. It's not a good idea." So people did. Some took care of their bobbin area and some didn't. So we, you know, we would have to clean out their bobbin area and fix their machine for them. As time went on, on. things, of course, got better. Yes. Threads, bobbins, all these things that you're going to use, stabilizers, everything. And they started manufacturing specifically for the home market. Mm -hmm. 
And one reason you know that is because you can get them in 52 colors or something now, right. too. Right, they are colored now. You can yeah, get they, them, they, you know, yeah. you can get red, white, blue, green, orange, purple, three shades of beige, So we you know. carried, what we carried was, I remember, I can see the display right yep. now. I can see myself counting them and ordering them. We carried Filtech bobbins, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, nine or ten bobbins came in these uh, tubes. Right. And there was the black, the gray. And like the light gray, and then a darker right. beige, and a lighter we, beige, so we, and we a white. So we carried the neutrals. Yeah, we carried if, the unless neutrals. Unless somebody said, I need red, we didn't We didn't get red. We and carried the neutrals. These were bobbins that were actually wound onto a plastic bobbin. Yes. They were pre-wound bobbins, but they so they didn't have as much glue on them, and they were absolutely what I would recommend oh my God. that you get. We actually... Love them. And we, okay, and we actually did a test on them. I don't know if you remember yeah, this. Yeah, you calculated it out. We calculated how many yards, and this was actually by taking a bobbin apart, okay? We calculated how many yards... Way too much time on your hands now. Right. We, it, was, it was Joanne and I, of course. <laughs> We calculated how much thread was on the bobbin versus, you know, buying a cone. Yeah. You know, and actually the pre-wound bobbins turned out to be a better value. Not only that, the pre-wound bobbins will get more yardage on them than you can get winding your own bobbins. They are wound, you know, much, much tighter and prettier and much more pristinely than any one of us can because they're in the bobbin winding business and we're not. Right. So don't if they look expensive to you because there's this big cone and then there's just this uh-huh. little, you know, um, tube full of of these pre-wound bobbins and it, you think, well, that's this big, huge. It's not. Right. It, so it actually, right. that was just the best bet. And right. they're already wound. Now, I remember in the sewing machine episode that we did like this, I talked about how, like, the plastic bobbins for a baby lock or any machine that takes plastic bobbins, well, not any machine, but the baby lock plastic bobbins, the genuine baby lock plastic bobbins, are made of this very strong plastic that, you know, we said, you're going to lose your bobbin before you break it, or some kid's going to steal it or something like that, okay? Or you would have to drop something heavy on it. step on it or crunch it, something. I've even stepped on them and not broken them. No, you can step on them and not break them, that's for sure. But you can step on them and break them, so. So a pre-wound bobbin, though, once you get the thread off of there Mm -hmm. and stuff, I actually could snap that between my fingers if I wanted to. Yes. I have very A lot of hands. people want to reuse those bobbins. It's not a great idea. My only suggestion to them, because they couldn't stand to throw them away, is think of a, you know, project for them. Or save those bobbins to wind for, like, your extra serger thread uh, or something like that. And do something like mark them with a Sharpie or fingernail polish or something like that because... They almost look alike. Yes. I mean, they aren't as sturdy, but, but they you can, can, yeah, you're they're, better off marking them and knowing. So they're really better for like kind of this one use. Yeah. And so you don't want to end up getting a bunch of thread wound onto one and then have it break. Right. They're great for something. like making somebody a sewing kit. So you wind like, well, you know, oh, four yeah, or five colors or whatever uh-huh. and you make them a little kit. You put it in a little eyeglass kit case. Yeah, no, and I really, you know, I really. And they've got thread to use it's not it's 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 not not 
It, well, it could break in your machine. Yes. Okay. I, so it's not just about me wanting to sell more thread as a sewing machine dealer. It's really about keeping you mean me more happy. bobbins. Or, well, yeah. thread and bobbins. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. You know. Uh, no, it's 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 a true. It's the truth. We don't sell them anymore. So it's you know it's the truth. So hey, Filtech, sponsor us. Oh yeah, um, there you go. Uh, so we anyway. we do love Filtech. We got Filtech coming out of our ears. We do. Um. So. Yes, you, you do want to have some bobbins. And you may end up winding embroidery bobbins if you do stuff that you want to be perfect right. on the back. And uh, there is also matching. there is also an embroidery um, technique, technique okay, where you are embroidering from the bobbin, from the bo- bobbin, bottom, yeah. and the bobbin mm-hmm. needs to have a fancy thread in it. So okay, well, we, we'll talk about that later. We got to take a message break. <laughs> It's getting late. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. Hello there, you fabulous sewing machine. Did you know that our podcasts and Facebook group are mostly funded by our fabulous members? We have corporate sponsors, but our individual members are the people who ensure that we can keep producing our quirky, inclusive, sometimes slightly offbeat sewing media. You can support the sewing media you love starting at $1.50 per month. As you go up the scale, you get perks like a universal wardrobe planner, the So Long and So Happy zine, access to patterns and discounted classes, and even a monthly live broadcast from Mallory and me. We are so thankful for our past, present, and future members. Any level of membership is helpful toward producing our podcasts, videos, and the time it takes to moderate our growing Facebook community. Go to SewHere.com slash membership to check it out. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. All right, now we're going to talk about needles real quick. I think the nice thing about an embroidery machine is there's there's just a few places where you need to be real expert and real thorough, but like you don't need a lot of extra things. Like the needles. Yeah, I mean it's kind of limiting actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like we're going to talk a ton about stabilizer. Obviously, we spent like a half an hour on thread, but uh you're going to need embroidery needles. Mhm. And they are machine embroidery needles. Uh that's that's what you need to get. How often do you change your machine embroidery needle, Mallory? I don't know. All the time? After a couple projects? I don't know. You want me to give you the real answer? What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so embroidery is not like sewing. Uh-huh. Your needle only goes up and down. Yes. So it's not making a multi-motion stitch like in a zigzag or anything like that. I don't change a needle until I have a problem with it or until it breaks. Oh. Because it's only punching. 
Yeah. And that is what embroidery actually in the, that's the lingo. Okay. With the professionals Mm -hmm. is, oh, you know, I'm going to punch out this design because what is moving Uh is your embroidery arm and your hoop. Uh-huh. Right, and that needle is just going up and down in the same space over and over and over again. So there are really only a couple of sizes of embroidery needle. Like there, I think it's like seventy fives and nineties. Now, if you're embroidering on denim, okay, mm-hmm. uh, you can get that bigger needle. And if for some reason it's not working, you could try a denim needle. You can, but you'd be surprised. Most em- denim that you're going to embroider on will be fine with that ninety. And there's people who. Use a knit needle when they embroider on knits. Now, this is what I will say. That has saved me before. It Sometimes you need it. Yes. I had, a, I don't know if I've told this story before, but a lady, she just got in her big old, you know, gigantic embroidery machine serviced. She was taking it home in order to do these bridesmaids gifts, and they were stitching onto this very thin knit, like a burnout knit. Uh-huh. And it was just uh, it looping, it up. and it wasn't yeah. eating oh. up the thread. It was eating up the thread, sort of, mm-hmm. and looping and looping and looping. And we put a ballpoint needle in, and it made it really every helped. difference mm-hmm. in the world. There are also embroidery needles. They'll sell ones that are like lubricated. They will be gold or titanium finished. Titanium is a big popular and, you know, one I right think now. We defaulted to that at the mm-hmm. shop. I was like, I'm just getting the coated ones. Right. I'm just getting the titanium ones in yep. 75 and 90, and that's what people are buying. Right. It's just a better idea. Um, but those ballpoint needles saved that project. Um, right. It also saved our tech's life because he thought that he had. She thought that there was like a really right. a problem with the, with the machine. You know. And, I was and like, the other <laughs> thing, again, with needles, they're. You know, or inferior and superior needles here. Yeah. So, you know, I I would prefer a German needle. I like a Schmetz needle yeah. for sure. Um, But, you know, there are pl- p- plenty of other types of needles. Yeah. And I think that even, I think Schmetz recently came out with one that is apparently reinforced. They are saying it is mm-hmm. stronger or, right. s- or something and like it, that. And, you know, yeah. it is not like your regular needle. It, it looks like it, of course, on, you know. First, first look, you know, it's same shape and everything, and it goes up into the um, butt of your machine or whatever. Uh, but they usually have a bigger eye and they have a bigger yeah. uh, groove, Groo- and I think the scarf is even somehow different. Okay. I don't know if it's longer, maybe. Okay, so if you got a combo machine like embroidery and right. sewing, make sure you don't because uh, so if you got a combo machine, right. your machine might not come with a bunch of embroidery needles. Sometimes it doesn't it come, might not with come with any. With them at all. Yeah. So make sure to get those. If you got an embroidery only, you get like a little variety pack right. or something. They'll give you something with it. Buy a couple of extra packs mm-hmm. of needles because you can't sew without needles. Um, right. That's just the the truth, right? Okay. That was a nice little short segment of the podcast. That's all. That's about it about needles. And now we're gonna get into stabilizer. Let's not let's not go too deep in here, but. It is a, a big, complicated world out there because there are so many fabrics, right? Right. Did Have we done a podcast episode on embroidery stabilizers? I don't remember. I, 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 I don't know. I've done some videos and blogs. I mean, we've done plenty on them. I just don't, yes. I don't think we've really done a podcast. I'll, no, that would have been a real long one. We would have remembered that. You would remember that, that the yeah. three-hour um, embroidery stabilizer yeah, 42, podcast. 42,000 types of yes. stabilizer. So stabilizers are created and named by how they are applied to fabrics, what kind of fabrics they go on to, and how they are and taken what, away from Right, fabrics. and and sometimes what their function is. Yes. So 
what I'm what what that means is if you're like what the heck did Mallory just say? So how they're applied, you'll see a fusible, and then how they're taken away, tear away. Mm-hmm. Fusible, tear away. Um, uh, fusible, wash away. There is a fusible wash away. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a water activated tear away. Right. Um, there's so it's water soluble. No, water activated. Oh, water activated. Yes, yes, yes. So the glue is on there and you have to wet it to make the glue work. Okay, so so there are all of these different types of stabilizer. Let's talk about the two basic stabilizers at this point in time. Three. Three. I've got three down too. So tear away. Tear away. Cut away. Cut away. And an open. A water, water soluble. soluble topping. Uh-huh. I say overlay. Or okay, a water, overlay. Uh, a yeah. topping or an overlay. So this is something that actually goes on top of your fabric. And it would go on top of a fabric that had like a nap. Like the terry cloth or towel I was talking about. A terry cloth towel. And we, there's, you can YouTube that. Yep. Mallory, that's that one video. of our most popular, popular videos actually. <gasps> can I tell you a little story about that video? Well, I don't know. Okay. So but go this ahead. is a video of me doing our technique for doing a terry cloth towel. And... Some customer of ours was in Texas, like visiting their sister. Oh, that's right. I remember this. And they're visiting their sister. They go to their local dealer, and someone asks, how do you do? How do you embroider a towel? Da, da, da. And an associate at the store right. says, I don't care what, you know, you might have your own way of doing it or whatever, but you need to watch Mallory <laughs> from ZD Sewing Studio embroider a towel. And I'm like, oh, my God, so famous. You know, so anyway. Oh, all the way in Texas. Yes. Well, so tear away. Mm-hmm. I actually just for the simplicity of inventory at the mm-hmm. shop, I just carry fusible tear away. Uh-huh. There. Because you don't have to fuse it if you, you don't, don't want to. You don't have to fuse it. It was maybe a little more pricey, mm-hmm. not that much. Mm-hmm. So I'd sell someone a roll of fusible tearaway, right, and a roll of what we call what Floriani called no-show mesh, uh huh, <clears throat> fusible once again, which was you don't a cutaway. Fuse. That's a cutaway, no-show mesh fusible cutaway, and then a water-soluble topping. Uh huh. So tearaway, what's that going to do for you? What can you do with a tearaway? <clears throat> tearaway is kind of your basic. I believe that's how I feel. It goes under most things. So most things that are woven and there's a lot of embroidery going on on woven because even though a towel is terry cloth, it is woven. Yeah. Um, you know, shirts are woven, handkerchiefs are woven, any canvas purse you might make or whatever is woven, um, woven, woven, baby blankets. Most of them are woven. Yes. So woven is probably going to be the thing that you embroider most. Unless you're in the t-shirt, you and know, embroidering baby, business baby or something. Onesie, or baby yeah, onesie. Right? But I think most of our people, and I think, honestly, woven is the right thing to start on. Yes. If you're a beginner. Because yeah. it is a stable fabric, and there are techniques to hooping and to applying stabilizer and all that. Uh-huh. And all of that is easier to start on a woven with yeah we used to start people on basically woven tea towels were a big thing yeah go home and make a bunch of tea towels you know or give them away yeah, or like whatever towels and uh-huh. the, yeah, bibs yeah. were a good thing mm-hmm. you know small items like that uh handkerchiefs whatever so the tear away is going to be torn away completely from your stitches after you've embroidered and we recommended this on the buttonhole podcast we've Uh recommended it before for other things right and so it goes away completely and the stitches are going to be supported by this non-stretch woven fabric okay i'm going to make a note here and i want everybody to listen to this 
Stabilizer is not the same as interfacing. Yep. Good. Interfacing good is not the same as stabilizer. Yes, interfacing stabilizes. They are not the same product. They are not used in the same way. Right, right. And we covered that in the interfacing podcast. I believe too, we did. So I'll make sure to yep. link to that. Um the the no show fusible mesh that we'd recommend that is the cutaway. Right. It would it's a lightweight cutaway that's great for most garment knits. Yes. Okay. And it's kind of perforated. It it, it has this basket weave yeah, steeped into so it. Yeah. So it it it's soft yes. on the knits. Yes. This is a relatively newer type cutaway in the business. We used to have this like heavy, heavy, yeah. like papery product. I really yeah. wouldn't recommend unless you've got something special going on for your to go home and be happy. Right. right. That's the, how this is. I'd really recommend no show mesh instead yes. of because a heavy cutaway because this is what feels best like against the body right because this gets left on yeah you may trim it down you know closer you, you may have a bigger piece that you actually trim, use yeah. you know during the process but you and you'll trim down to the margins maybe of your embroidery but that it still touches the body yeah so that's why i said right their name by how they're put on and and taken away so that's cut away so you right. trim close but it's left behind because you don't want your knits to stretch and pull these stitches apart. That's now, correct. Now, I feel like there's more and more embroidery nowadays that's being designed to have some give. People are trying to design things that are more line work mm -hmm. that can be embroidered like onto mesh, like right. stretch mesh and right. things like that. But still, you you can't stretch it too much. It's not no. like you can stretch it 200% or 100% So or once you, like I mean, this is kind of a good thing to bring up and maybe people, a lot of people don't realize this. Once you embroider something, that area that's embroidered is stabilized. That's right. It's, it, you know, so if you're on a knit t-shirt, once that embroidery, you know, that embroidery motif is on there, that motif you don't want it to stretch. It'll start popping threads. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you know, you it's don't a it stable to. design. They're not like a zigzag design, mm -hmm. you know, or something so that's, that's why, supposed to stretch. Yeah, that's why that cutaway gets trimmed close, but it stays there it to stays, act as a base. It stays there to keep that fabric stable. So you have taken that one little, you know, two by three inch area and you've stabilized it. So uh, water-soluble topping, mm -hmm. like Mom said, it goes over a, pro a project uh, fabric that's like a nap, like and sometimes a towel. it can, or sometimes it can just be a, a fabric that has like a texture to it. Where if you don't have that topping between the upper thread and that uh, fabric, the stitches get lost. Yes. They go down into it. Now and, I have you know, to... and it doesn't look pretty. And don't think that you can get by with this. Without it. Okay, and you might even think you're getting by with it like on something like with while nap, it's hooped. Or while it's hooped or before it gets laundered uh -huh. or something. And you're going to have the ugliest mess <laughs> at the end. And there were people, honestly, that would come in after they'd had their embroidery machine for a while. And they would say things to us like, why does, well, they would say, why does my design look so bad? And we'd turn it over to see, you know, what stabilizer they used or something. And I'd say, were you using stabilizer? Why, no. And we you told them you, to use you, stabilizer. You told me I didn't have to on a tea towel. 
I've no, never didn't. said that. Nope. Okay. No, nobody who's ever sold an embroidery machine has probably said that. <laughs> we say you need stabilizer on everything. Yes. I don't care if yes. you're embroidering a heavy canvas bag because you know what? I My mom always taught me to put stabilizer on everything. And then I was embroidering on these canvas bags. And I tried to cheat. And I tried to not use stabilizer. And I was on an industrial, well, a commercial, semi-commercial embroidery machine. And still, it did not look as good. I mean, you might get by with it, but it's going to be ugly. Why? Yeah. Well, why do ugly? Uh, right. I did have one lady come in, you know, kind of angry that her towels didn't look good. I said, oh, do, you know, do you use water stuff? Well, no, I don't want to spend money on that. And I was like, well, you I, and, you know, good. it always amazes me <laughs> that people won't spend like a dollar or two for stabilizer. Right. You know, the, 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 where they're trying to cheat is what really affects really the affects it makes it, you know, look prettier. Now, not. this water soluble, we've definitely... Um, uh, emphasize that it's a mm-hmm. topping and an overlay, uh-huh. so it's thinner. It should feel yeah. almost like saran wrap, kind of like yes, cellophane, uh, but a, like less. And it's not quite as flexible. Well, the thing is, is it's not as flexible, and mm-hmm. it does have a lot of water in it, so it dries out. Yes. Okay. So you need to keep it in like a Ziploc bag or wrapped up in plastic because it will dry out and but crinkle. Don't get a Crumble. super unless you have plans for like freestanding right. lace or something. Don't get that real thick water. Soluble. That's not and what we're talking about. And sometimes it's called something like badge, badge, ma- master. badge master, badge mm-hmm. maker, um, ultra, ultra duty, or Sulky something. Has like heavy duty salt. Yeah, and it's real thick. And here's the deal: most of the time, if you're only doing one or two projects, that you can you can also layer your thin ones uh-huh. and use more than one layer. Yeah, you can make you can stretch that. So, you know, you can you're making it hardier or yeah. the ultra or whatever. No, not always. It depends on what you're doing. Right. You but know. don't walk out of there with something that says like great for making badges. Unless you're going to make badges. Right. Okay. Unless that's uh, your intent right. right off the bat. Yeah. But a lot of times we would say a really great first project was that terry cloth towel. So we'd send people mm-hmm. home, tear away, cut away water-soluble topping, you're going to be good unless you tell me I'm going to do other right. stuff, you know. You know, if you, you know, your dealer certainly can guide you in all of this. But um, we're just making sure you have an idea, too, of what you're going to get. Right. There are wonderful, uh, rightly so, like very smartly, uh, so like some great stabilizer sampler packs that'll give you a few sample sizes so you can you know then when you do go home and you try some weird project you've got something so uh, once again we mentioned that with a thread that that might be a really good idea uh but do tell your dealer if you are doing some kind of special project because they might say oh you're gonna do a bunch of polo shirts you need Right. Well, you want a roll of this, or you're right. going to go home and two run sheets out. isn't going to last. Yeah, that's or right. Because there are pa- you can buy sometimes yeah. you can buy this in like sheets, like there's six sheets in a package yeah. or something like that. Generally, the mo- the um, you know, the best way to buy it the is on a roll. You'll get more for your money. Yeah, that's. But that's awesome if effect. you're not, if it's something you're going to use a ton of, or you're only right. going to use once or twice, of course, you know, a couple sheets might be fine oh, too. Uh, another thing I, I keep forgetting when I start to talk is there are toppings, these toppers, these overlays that are heat away. Right. And those are fine and they can be useful. I would recommend, I think the water-soluble are a little more um, universal. Heat is scary because you have to apply heat, okay? Sometimes. And, you know, 
thread does melt. Right. And projects or fabric melts. There's yes. things that melt, you know. We're and we are talking about the basics. There's a lot of right. other other things right. here. This is the very basics. And you should go home and you should be playing with the basics. Yeah, it'll you'll really learn a lot. Just you'll by learn a lot by, you know, just doing stuff and, and figure out. Um there's one other thing that that I would like people yeah. to take and it's a placement tool. Okay. Because I just saw this actually on our website. Okay, someone got a new embroidery machine oh, no. and they tried to do something in the chest area. Oh yeah. And it looks they like had the, the wrong place. they had the project laying down and uh-huh. they had taken a picture of it and actually I think it was a it looked like a child size mm-hmm. to me, I don't know. But when they put it on that kid it's going to be in a really funky place, like up on the kid's shoulder. Right. So what mom's yeah, talking about is like if you need to put something on like the left chest right. of, a, of a shirt, like a logo or a whatever. There is an area there uh-huh. that you want. There's a magical <laughs> spot. There is a magical like Bermuda Triangle area. Yes. And there's something, I, I'll look up what's available now, but when we sold them, it's called the Embroiderer's Buddy. And we have some someplace. I don't know where I think they it's, are. Oh, it's hanging on the wall right oh, over there. Yeah. I see it. Um, um, and they had one for children's sizes, and they had one for adult sizes. And when I was doing embroidery, you know, to make a little side money here, I always used it. I just, you fold your shirt in half, you align these markings, and... You get it. So it looks it looks like a right angle tool. This uh-huh. one's plastic and it has it does have inches and things on it, but it also has like men's 4x, you know, to men's, you know, medium and then ladies 2x to ladies small and you know, it has what you need and where you place it like on the shoulder, you know, right of the garment, okay? Right. Um I have seen, I know people that have embroidered and done it like um, commercial embroidery and they don't even use these anymore. They can just place it, place it, place it. I know people that have the same experience that use one every time. Yeah, I just use one every um, time. But what I'm saying is, I'll, I'll never forget this one lady had her, bought her machine, you know, and yeah. she came in and um, usually it's like up on the shoulder or down on the nipple. Uh-huh. Like it's... Not on that. Yeah, and until you get an idea of where this placement is, you know, you can you can really, and it, it doesn't have to be that far off to be right. like kind of goofy, uh-huh. you know. And she came in, and it was like almost like in her like axillary, yeah. yeah, like yeah. her armpit, you know. And she was so proud, <laughs> and I just smiled. And she goes, "Look what I did!" And I said, "You," I said, "You stitched that out." Perfectly. Yes. That's what I said. Okay. There you go. There you go. I, and she came in like a couple weeks later and she goes, You didn't you 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 didn't tell me that, how awful that looks. She goes, I got that shirt out. And I said, You were so proud. I just didn't know what to do. And she goes, I'm glad you didn't because she said, Yeah, I wore that a couple places after I left here. <laughs> So, I mean, but she, you know, she realized that she had put it in this, like, really weird spot. And I'm just not confident enough. I'm like, oh, I will miss, especially well, on the larger sizes. If it's not your size, it seems like 
it's right. harder. And, then, and kids, oh my gosh, kids are so hard. Yeah, because it's hard to tell. And then on the real small sizes, especially with shirts that have a low neckline, like when you start to get into the extra smalls, I'm like, well, there's only one place I can put this logo. Right, you know? right. So that was hard. But the larger sizes, sometimes it can be, um, I think it can be confusing uh, where to put it. But yeah, I always used it. I Absolutely. So I'll put a link to this this tool um, in the show notes, the Embroiderer's Buddy. And then we talked about stabilizer. So you really don't need any extra feet for your embroidery no, machine. The foot will Yay. come the foot the foot will come with your okay. embroidery machine and unit. And then you whatever. need to use it. Yes, uh, you should you use to... it. And what this will happen to people no, after I... they have already used the machine. We've already we've already no. like but like it like they haven't used it for a while and they'll come in and they'll go, This just isn't working right, you know, and we're like well, what foot did no, you Frank, use? Yeah. the voice who introduces yeah, the podcast. Frank. Okay, he bought a machine. We did our sit-down delivery, which takes a long time on a big combo machine like he was Right. Getting. It's a lot of information. He, he had top-of-the-line machine. Yeah, and he said, you know, this just isn't looking quite right. It's sounding kind of bad. Da, da, da. I said, do you have your normal foot to, to do embroidery? And he's like, oh, my God, I feel so silly. I, I can't well, believe you know, this, you know, da 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 And he was like, yes, that is exactly what I did. And it was just so funny. Frank's um, a doctor, and we're just glad he wasn't a surgeon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that was just, it was so funny. So it can happen. So you need to use your embroidery foot. You need to make sure it's screwed on all the way. Right. All that jazz. Um, and now you know. some machines that have an electronic yes. hookup to the embroidery they on their foot, it'll say you're not, you have the wrong, you know, yeah. put on your foot, put on your foot, put yeah. on your foot, and it won't let you sew. But not all of them. And just in case, well, you okay, so not all of them, don't use your free motion quilting foot. No. Because it will look similar, maybe. Right. And I had some people do that, and it wasn't as disastrous as the just the normal foot, but I, it can be a problem. There are some free motion feet, though, uh-huh. that ha- are, like, open, and I have had people use them and they got by with it for a while and then that one time that hit like, the hoop or something well no yeah. they have like a you know they have an opening so the finger oh, got God. under the oh. thread and just yeah you know yeah. beat the crap out of the thing yeah that's very true so the and you know we've talked about threads and one thing you're going to be doing with threads is you're going to be changing them if you change colors uh-huh. so you may also really really want that thread lift we've talked about in every other episode about every other machine. Okay, and then if you've got, if you get... Because then you don't have to take the thread stopper off and right, put it on it's and all this. You just like flop it right down on that thre- and thread And your thread's lift. moving so fast and everything, that especially if you have mm-hmm. a smaller machine, the thread lift can um, really help The to other thing about issues. the thread lift is, and this goes with metallic threads uh-huh. used at any time in any instance, but I tended to use them a lot in embroidery, it seemed like is it will allow that embro- that metallic thread to sort of relax, relax. because it has yeah. a longer relax. path. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's wound on their tide. It's kind of a stretchy right. thread in the first place. Absolutely. So, oh, I just want to say this. I don't think we said this earlier, but if you use a metallic thread, we won't go into metallic threads too much, but if you use a metallic thread and you want to match your bobbin to it, 
you don't wind your bobbin with metallic thread. Never. You wind it with like a coordinating right. polyester. So if you have like on, silver okay? on top, you're going to do a light gray on the yes. bottom. I did that once. I made a mistake. I, I didn't know. I wasn't it was, watching. Yeah, it was it was a long time ago. I was doing freestanding lace. I think we still have the freestanding lace that I made out of metallic thread. It's around here somewhere. And I started it's a chore. I started <laughs> yeah. off the project with that wound bobbin. And not only uh, is it, uh, well, the thread break, but... Um, it's expensive, so you should just use normal. Well, it just really thread. <laughs> and it, it cruds up the machine because yeah, it, it tends to sort of break, idea. you know, or splinter. Or, okay, I just or had shred. to get that in there yeah. in case somebody came home with metallic threads yeah. and didn't know. I just really wanted to get that in there. The the other thing you want to make sure you have is a small pair of embroidery scissors. Yeah. Or clips. I would say. Invest in a good pair of scissors. I also like this. Uh, when we talked about the sewing machine, mm -hmm. we talked about the ZD's favorite scissors. That's right. For embroidery, those squeezy snips are so good, too. Right. Um, but, but there is an applique process also yeah. that is uh -huh. done on the embroidery machine where you may be laying down fabric. And then you cut the fabric up next to some stitching. And then more stitching is laid down. You, and you need a really good, nice pair of um, applique scissors or embroidery scissors I'm gonna there. I'm going to just post the link to the toolkit yeah. that yes. we used to sell. There's a Floriani toolkit. Or there still should be. I, I hope so, because it was magnificent. It was amazing. Yes. And it was like $75 and had some nice yeah scissors. Everything in, in, in it there. was was worth having. Yes. You know, you were you were glad to have it. Um. So the, the um, your foot, you know, you're going to get your foot. Right. What about hoops? Yeah. Now... The hoops that come with your machine might not be all you want, depending on the machine on the and machine. what it comes with. Yes. Some machines may accommodate more than one size hoop. Most of them do nowadays. Okay. I mean, in, well, the, in, the, in, the, in the Stone Age, so, we had a 4 by 4 hoop, and we were just thrilled to death. Yeah, like Baby Locks Basic, or, or most, most entry-level right. embroidery machine, it'll come with this 4 by 4 hoop. Right. Now, when you get to kind of the mid-level, there may be four hoops available for the machine. But that you work on your machine, two. but you might only get two. Mm -hmm. So you may, you may want to ask about that, you know, or when they say these are the two hoops you get, you say, are there any other hoops that go with right, this or right. whatever? Um, sometimes if you're doing a lot of projects, depending on what it is, some people may want two of the same time, yeah. same hoop, mm -hmm. because while one hoop is working on the machine, mm -hmm. they are, you know, setting up the next hoop, the next project. So they are hooping for you know the next project because it does it, it that's what takes up time yeah, so sometimes on that little you know at the time it was called the sophia right. four by four hoop sometimes people get another one because right. they were doing a little cottage industry right and they were hooping while they were stitching right now a lot of times that four by four hoop won't come with those mid-level machines right they're trying to impress you with, with a larger with, area. with size however everybody says they want Big embroidery until they do it for a while. Right. <laughs> so they're trying to impress you with these right. larger sizes. However, you want to go do a bunch of polo shirts, and you don't want a big old hoop. You want to do want a, the smallest. You want to do the corner do. of a handkerchief. Yeah. yeah. You actually want the smallest hoop. It saves stabilizer right. and it's more stable. And the bigger the, your hoop gets, right. the less the stable it is. The smaller the hoop that you can use to accommodate your project, the better and prettier things usually right. are. Um, there is another thing that you can purchase um, for hooping. 
and they there there are many of them out there and they're these gizmos that will hold your hoop and allow you to hoop yeah. on top and mm-hmm. all of this we have never really found those to be I guess you that, know, that great okay. for us. The the thing that has been helpful, and we would have customers, I've mentioned this one right. before, not by name, but, you know, she had had polio when she was younger, didn't have full use of that left or the, the left hand. It was the left, left hand, hand, yeah. Um, the one thing that was helpful to her and other people who had issues with dexterity was that sticky mat. Right. It's a sticky mat that... Held it down. Can't remember what it's called now. I'll have to look it it up. Right. So basically, you know, when you laid like the embroidery hoop down and Linda laid the project on it, it didn't tend to slide off your slick table. Held it steady. Right. And that sticky hoop gets like kind of gunky with like lint and stuff, and you just rinse it off and And it's sticky again. It's like the opposite of that supreme slider. Right. It's It's the opposite. what was that called? I, I can't can remember the, the name of it. I can remember. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll um, post. But a what link I'm to saying, it. there are other things that have like yeah. pegs and frames, mm-hmm. and they're very and they're and they're very quite expensive. And they and I would not invest right away in something like that. And we have tried a lot of them, and we were never that impressed. And like I said, most of our customers, they were yeah. Older women right. who may have had arthritis right. or things like that, and those weren't always the best options Yeah, those, for them. those didn't always make it right. easier for them. Right. And I think a lot of times what those are good for are people who are doing commercial embroidery, who are hooping exactly the same thing over and over and over and over again. Okay, you can get hand fatigue from doing all this. Oh, yeah. I have to say, I'm going to post a link to this advanced driver set, or if you're... A machine company sells something like this. It is a screwdriver that fits over the screw on your hoop. I still have, yeah. feel this, I still have a callus yeah. from tightening embroidery hoops. And that's, on my that's right the hardest part for me was tightening the hoop. Yeah. And you and you can over tighten it and strip it. So there's, you, there's, you got to be careful there. I didn't find that as much on those baby lock hoops mm-hmm. as with another brand we used to Yeah, sell. I know. The screws were more, they were, it was like a double well, system. Well, they had definitely gotten better yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So if you can get something that will uh, help you, and I'm right. just going to post a link to this screwdriver. If you want to make sure it fits your hoop, that might be a good idea. Uh, I, I know that it fits the baby lock hoops. And actually, some of the baby locks now were starting to come with a driver like that that the, would protect your hand. The one other thing that I think somebody might want to leave with is adhesive spray. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I, yes. And, I mean, I've used it all over the place. I use it for everything. I, ha- I have adhesive spray because I use it for everything. You'll see me use it in the towel video, too. Right. Yeah. And so that overlay that goes, you know, between the top thread and the project, when you're putting that cellophane-like clear thing to lay down the nap, that's where you would use it because it will hold it down on there. Uh, I don't I don't oh. always use it there. I use it because, okay, the big trend nowadays is not to hoop anything. So I sprayed the tear away. I only hooped I thought, the tear away. Well, but... I, thought, I didn't spray that, no. I thought you hit, but you always sold tearaway that had adhesive on it. Fusible, but it, we didn't oh, always fuse but it. but you didn't fuse it, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so I would. I use it for, hey, adhesive stable. ZD sprayed it. ZD sprayed it as cologne. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I don't make a costume without it. I just don't make a costume without these, it, I swear. These spray adhesives are different than permanent glues. Yes. They're different than quilt basting sprays. You, you, you want to make sure. 
you know, okay, I have actually gone into Joanne Joanne's before uh-huh. and said, "Where is your spray spray embroidery adhesive?" And people have sent me to the glue department. Yeah, so that's okay. not it. Okay, so if they're you know if that's not something they do, they might not understand it. So you want to go to the embroidery section, and usually there's these cans that look like you know hairspray or you and know I'll give two spray brands. paint. Or, I want to yeah. Uh, I'm going to give two brands that we like. Uh, whatever, and they're right by the stabilizer. Generally, we like the Sulky KK2000, and then also the Madeira like 1000 something spray. Yeah. Uh, and the Sulky comes in the smaller can. The Madeira comes in this big can. I think Sulky would be more. You'd be more likely to see that in a Joann's. I don't know that they carry Madeira at Joann's, um, you know, so that that's something you might see at a dealer. But these are more temporary, more flexible. They are not permanent glues, and that's what you want. You want it to let go. That spray and bond, what what do you? This one says Dritz. Basically a Dritz. I think I got this at Joann's. And it was, it seemed okay. Oh, oh, these are alternate. I thought these yeah. were your spray glues. I'm sorry. Mom's, yeah. mom's showing me these and I was confused. Okay. So she's saying there's a Dritz brand. And I actually, it's the first time I ever used it and I had no problem with it. Okay. And it says temporary adhesive. So temporary. And then she's got this spray and bond and it says temporary on it somewhere. This is iron on. Heat activated. Heat activated. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. Okay. So. Yes, there are other brands. So you can make your own feasible. There you go. Uh, there are other brands that you can use, but those are a couple of our favorites. Um, anything else that you think a machine embroiderer should definitely have? You know, you mentioned stable sewing space in the last episode. Right. Embroidery machine, that'll shake you up. Make sure right. you got that on a study table. Well, sure. especially, and, you know, that, that free that arm on that embroidery unit gets to move and move freely and also your project so if you have a towel you're only embroidering this four by four space but this towel is huge and it's five feet long you have to have some area that it's being supported Mm -hmm. okay yet not encumbering the movement of the embroidery arm yeah so you can't put your machine like kind of up back against a wall and leave it there for embroidery no not for embroidery you know what happened to us um, we had our big commercial embroidery machine a little too close to some slat wall one time and it made a funny sound and we looked back and the hand wheel was riding on, on the, the slat, slat wall. wall. So you do really need to be aware of your space, um, and, and all of that. So I think we did a good job with embroidery. That's what you need to go home and to be happy. It's fun. You will spend a couple hundred dollars maybe well, getting this stuff. And you know, my very, very first embroidery machine, I was not like in this selling business. Yeah. I brought, you know, I bought mine from a dealer and it was quite a jump in price at that time. Um, my and it only had a four by four hope. When I think about this, it's so funny the way prices change and technology changes right. and what you get for your dollar or whatever. And I came home and I said to my husband, I finally found the machine that I am going to get. I had not upgraded for many, many years. Um, because I was waiting because I wanted to interface with my computer. That was my big deal. And he said, So how much is it? And I said, It's gonna be about forty five hundred dollars and he said, Oh, well, this what? This is in 1995? Yes. Something like that. I think so. Yeah. 
Last yeah. century. And he's like, so what is this dude that like your other son? I mean, he knows I'm getting it. And he just kind of is interested. And I said, well, you know, it does this embroidery and, you know, I don't have to, you know, and interfaces with the computer. And, of course, my big thing was it was so much faster, of course, than the machine I had now, too. Right. Just in sewing. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, and I said, well, I'm going to make every gift we ever give. You know, yeah. so I've been making towels for weddings and the girls, you know, all these birthday presents we have to come. And he's like, well, how many gifts do you have to make to, like, make up for that? And I said, well, one, the first gift costs $4,500 and the rest are free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Now, this is a place you think about, okay, back in 1995, $4,500. Hundred dollars got you four by four hoop and some grayscale screen. Yeah, da 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 da. Forty five hundred dollar machine now. Oh, and you had to have a specific type of SD card. Yeah, you know, all for designs like on oh, almost all the machines. Yeah, forty five hundred dollars now which gets you so much more in a machine, or it can also get you like machine and some real nice software. Yes, depending on what you want to get. And so someday we'll talk about software. Yeah, is it, you're you really the. You know, it's sort of like computers have technically gotten right. less expensive. Right. right. They don't, you know, they're not the size of buildings. The technology and does not cost yeah. what it did, you know, yes. 20 years ago. So you, you really can get some cool stuff nowadays. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I think this is our last in this, like, what to get when you get a get a something. dot, dot, dot um, series, unless someone else comes up with something else for us to talk about. So uh, we will see you back here next week. You can get to us um, on Instagram. We are at SoHereCom. And ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SoHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,